Father in heaven, glory be unto your name for giving us life and for sustaining us. Thanks and honor and glory be to you for the security, the peace that we enjoy now. Lord in heaven, we want your word to be filled in our hearts. We pray that as we read and go through our devotion, that you impress on our hearts the truths that you want us to learn. Grant to us the gift of your Holy Spirit. Give us understanding and give us power to practice what we will learn. Put your words in our mouth. Help us, Lord, that as we go through this study on Laodicea, that by your grace we shall be cured of our spiritual disease. Do this and take the glory. In Jesus' name I have prayed. Amen. Our High Calling December 9 The Rags of Self-Righteousness Because thou sayest, I am rich, and increased with goods, and have need of nothing, and knowest not that thou art wretched and miserable and poor and blind and naked. Revelation chapter 3 verse 17 How plainly is pictured the position of those who think they have all the truth, who take pride in their knowledge of the word of God while its sanctifying power has not been felt in their lives. The fervor of the love of God is wanting in their hearts. Many are Laodiceans living in a spiritual self-deception. They clothe themselves in the garments of their own righteousness, imagining themselves to be rich and increased with goods and in need of nothing when they need daily to learn of Jesus, his meekness and lowliness. What is it that constitutes the wretchedness, the nakedness of those who feel rich and increased with goods? It is the want of the righteousness of Christ. In their own righteousness, they are represented as clothed with filthy rags, and yet in this condition, they flatter themselves that they are clothed upon with Christ's righteousness. They may be crying, the temple of the Lord, the temple of the Lord are we, while their hearts are filled with unholy traffic and unrighteous barter. The courts of the soul temple may be the haunt of envy, pride, passion, evil surmising, bitterness and hollow formalism. Christ looks mournfully upon his professed people who feel rich and increased in the knowledge of the truth and who are yet destitute of the faith of the truth in life and character. Jesus says, I, your Redeemer, know your works. I am familiar with the motives that prompt you to declare boastingly in regard to your spiritual condition. I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Thou knowest not that thou art wretched, and miserable, and poor, and blind, 
and naked. What a position to be in. They stand in their own light. But notwithstanding their willful ignorance, they are not left by the Lord without added warning and counsel. Amen. Okay, the devotion title is The Rags of Self-Righteousness and our key text is Revelation 3 verse 17 which is showing the statement of Laodicea who says, I am rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. That is a self-sufficient statement there. That's a statement that shows how much Laodicea feels about themselves that they are fine and when they say they have need of nothing what they are actually rejecting is the righteousness of christ and in their stating that they are rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing they are also saying that they are content with their own righteousness so laodicea laodicea who represents the people living at the time of the end these people are of course all of us who are in this time they have a problem which is self-righteousness and what is this term self-righteousness in the book of romans chapter 10 reading from verse i'll read from verse 1 to 3 it says brethren my heart's desire and prayer to god for israel is that they might be saved for i bear them record that they have a zeal of god but not according to knowledge for they being ignorant of God's righteousness and going about to establish their own righteousness have not submitted themselves unto the righteousness of God. You see, the same thing that happens to Israel is happening to Laodicea. Just as Israel was self-righteous at the time of Christ's coming and even before that, they had this righteousness that they had established for themselves, which was according to the law. So it is with Laodicea today, in various ways, not just only according to the law, there is this self-righteousness that is happening among the whole Christian world. Still reading in Romans chapter 10, reading from verse 5, it says, For Moses described the righteousness which is of the law, that the man which doeth those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith, speaketh on this wise say not in thine heart who shall ascend into heaven that is to bring christ down from above or who shall descend into the deep that is to bring christ again from the dead but what saith it the word is nigh thee even in thy mouth and in thy heart that is the word of faith which we preach that if thou shalt confess with thy mouth the lord jesus and shall believe in thine heart that god had raised him from the dead thou shalt be saved for with the heart man believeth unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. There is a description here given of the righteousness which is of faith, which is the righteousness of God, and also self-righteousness which is of the law. What does this mean? Like we read now about Laodicea, they feel content because of the knowledge they have of the word of God, not because they are practicing it, but because of the increased knowledge and light that they have. Laodicea 
reminds me of the man called talkative in the book pilgrim's progress when christian and faithful go into the celestial city walking along the way they met someone along the way and his name was talkative and there was something about talkative he said he can talk bring any topic at all and he can talk about it and he was asked the question what is the evidence that someone I'm just paraphrasing the question that Faithful asked him. Now, what is the evidence to show in someone's life that the person has tasted of the grace of God? What is the evidence of grace in somebody's life? And Talkative said, oh, the evidence of grace in the life of a person is that you see him zealous to speak about all the things that God has done for him. And he will speak about it very boldly to people. And Faithful stopped him and said, no. And some of us too, as I have said this, you would wonder, what is wrong with what Talkative said? Of course, if the grace of God is in someone's life, if he has really tasted of the grace of God, the evidence should be that the person will feel free and bold to talk about the grace and goodness of God in his life, and even in the life of others and of his power and might. But Christ and Faithful told him no, he should stop the way he was. Now, Talkative as who he is, said the evidence of grace is to talk but faithful corrected him and said no the evidence of grace is to live out the life of god the life of christ that that is the evidence of grace it is not to talk well as they kept on talking it was discovered that talkative could not bear staying with christian and faithful because they kept on pointing out to him his error of thinking that Grace in the life is all about talking, 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 and not about action and living it out. To me, this represents a huge part of what the problem of Laodicea is, and that is that they know a lot of truth, a lot of light has been shining upon the Christian world, but then we are going deeper and deeper into worldliness. It says here, in the reading they may be crying the temple of the lord the temple of the lord are we while their hearts are filled with unholy traffic and unrighteous butter the courts of the soul temple may be the haunt of envy pride passion evil surmising bitterness and hollow formalism if you take note of the problem here he didn't say, you know, when the heart is filled with things like adultery to show out, Laodicea is not necessarily those who are practicing those abhorring sins. In fact, Laodicea will frown at the adulterer. Laodicea will frown at the drug addict. Laodicea will frown at the person who is doing abortion and who is engaged in premarital sex and who kills and who lies and steals. And they have created a righteousness for themselves that is only outward. Inwardly, although Laodicea can even go as far as justifying some of these things too, because they feel that they can decipher and give some exegesis of the word of God and break it down to the point where they can make truth become error and error become truth, dilute what the word of God is saying and it loses its power because of their intellectual uh, greatness. They go to the schools and 
haven't tasted the the felt intellectual and gotten their doctorates and call themselves professor they can now feel that they are authorities over the word of god and dilute the power of the word and excuse so many things that the bible says are right by doing this they are creating a different righteousness establishing their own standard of righteousness that is different from that of the word of god what is the standard of righteousness of the word of god believe in christ firstly that you need his cleansing power believe like he says and confess believe that he died for us and that you need him and then having done that allow the spirit to work in your life and remove all the sin like we just read now envy evil surmising all those hollow formalism and hatred pride bitterness passion all those things need to go out of the heart establishing one's own righteousness and having self-righteousness is simply creating another standard of righteousness that is different from that in the word of god this is what jesus was trying to cure when he said to the 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 people in the sermon on the mount you have heard that it was said thou shalt not commit adultery but i say unto you he that looketh on a woman to lust after her has already committed adultery with her in his heart you have heard that it was said thou shalt not kill but i say unto you he that hated his brother who that says his brother raka or say thou fool is in danger of the judgment or in danger of hellfire jesus was trying to reach the hearts of the people the pharisees were like laudicians they were like they had this self-righteousness which was just outward just performing some outward forms like we read yesterday they have the zeal and that is where their self-righteousness comes from that is where the lukewarmness comes from it's in that performance of some outward practices they attend church programs they attend evangelisms they are very active in mean in this well, maybe youth ministry and all that and that is where that is what they use to calm their conscience and that is what they use to hold up to people as being righteous. They see those things as the evidence of righteousness. But when it comes to practical godliness, I want to delineate the real problem now with us, Laodicea. Our real problem is practical godliness. That is what we are lacking. Godliness that is according to the word of God. When it comes to breaking down the word of God, Laodicea can do that. But when it comes to living out practical godliness, the life of Christ, which is the righteousness of God, which he described in the Sermon on the Mount and all his teachings, that is where Laodicea is lacking. In mercy, in compassion, in sympathy, in following to the letter, the deep and, uh, how did the Bible say it now, the law of God being its exceeding broad the exceeding broadness of the law of god going deeply into it that is where laodicea fails their standards are very shallow they are not as deep as god would have them to be so for us like we have read there is still hope you see jesus loves laodicea very much and one thing i really want to point out is before the time when we come into this before this laodicean time philadelphia the previous church jesus told them something because thou hast kept the word of my patience i also will keep thee from the hour of temptation which shall come to try all them that shall dwell on the earth many do not understand that we are living in the hour of temptation that the time in which we live now sin and temptation has never had such power 
Never has he ever had such power since the creation of this world as he does now. Satan has not tempted man and created so many devices to lure him into sin as in the time of Laodicea. This is indeed the hour of temptation and it is getting deeper and deeper as we near come near to the close of this world's history or to the close of probation and the coming of Christ. And that is one of the reasons why Laodicea is how they are. But with such power of Satan, Laodicea ought to have climbed higher. The standard ought to have been brought higher and it was written for them through the Bible, through the spirit of prophecy, they were told what the standard ought to be at this time. But then, in neglect of the word of God and by being distracted by the temptations of Satan, Laodicea becomes lukewarm and they feel they feel they have everything and then they are complacent. Well, the solution to it, of course, is to receive the rebuke of Jesus. Of course, subsequently, we'll talk in more detail of how to deal with this issue. But just briefly, Laodicea, we as Laodicea need to study the word of God and accept it in its entirety. Understand what the righteousness of Christ is and the depth of his law is and depend on Christ as the only one who can help us to live up to that standard. Self-righteousness doesn't see need for Christ. I have need of nothing is what it says. So, they don't ask for help. But when you want, you understand the righteousness of God, you realize that you need Jesus Christ. You need him to be brought to you. And you need to believe on him. And of course, believing in Jesus doesn't just mean a mental accent and say, oh yes, I believe. That's not what it means to believe. To believe is to know him. It is to allow him to be the to become the Lord of your life, to have the controlling power over you in all that you say and do. Firstly, at least accept your condition. That's what Laodicea needs to do. Firstly, accept their condition that they are in this wretched, miserable, poor, blind, and naked state. And having accepted it, they are to go through the process of allowing Christ to come into their lives and make a change. I pray that God will give us the grace to transform ourselves from this self-righteousness and accept the righteousness that is of God. May that be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. What's the last paragraph? Or the last paragraph, notwithstanding their willful ignorance, they are not left by the Lord without added warning and counsel. So I was thinking about the fact that the Laodicean Christians willingly don't want to accept or acknowledge or just put it in their heart that they are poor blind and they are comfortable with their position but it doesn't still God doesn't leave them in that position. It still gives, it still gives his warning and gives his counsel that makes them makes them see themselves as he sees them and tells them the solution to their problem. That's the point I wanted to make. The devotion as my brother and my sister has also expressed speaks about the rags of self righteousness which the laudations or present in place of Christ's unrighteousness. We are told that we are to learn of Jesus, his meekness and his lowliness. 
that's the garment of Christ's righteousness which we have to put on. But our, our opposed to this is our own garment of righteousness. Something I really want to look into is the motive for the Laodicean represented here as pride, passion, evil surmising, bitterness, and hollow formalism, haunt of envy. These attitudes, I believe, are the result of the wrong motivation. When do you have envy? When do you have pride? When do you have passion? When do you have evil surmising? When does bitterness come into your heart? It is when we have placed ourselves in comparison with others and we have either outsmarted them or gone below whatever those whom we are comparing ourselves with have achieved. So in the book of First Corinthians, Paul would say, I'll read First Corinthians chapter sorry, Second Corinthians chapter ten, verse twelve, he said, For we dare not make ourselves of the number or compare ourselves with some that commend themselves. But they measuring themselves by themselves and comparing themselves among themselves are not wise. The motivation for the Laodicean itself and whenever he or she or wherever we do something because of self we find out that ego pride passion and all these things listed will come forward but he, he writes continue verse 13 but we will not boast of things without our measure verse 14 for we stretch not ourselves beyond our measure as though we reached not unto you i read verse 15 not boasting of things without our measure that is of other men's labors verse 17 but he that glorieth, let him glory in the lord verse 18 for not he that commended himself is approved but whom the lord commended so here we can get an advice from paul we should not compare our actions with the actions of others if you're preaching well do not compare your preaching with other people's preaching now what would be the better motive so that we can avoid this because by saying it simply if we don't have something else in our mind it may not work out in first corinthians paul gives an advice first corinthians 13 i re- he said if I make use of the tongues of men, I'm reading with Bible in basic English edition. It says, If I make use of the tongues of men and of angels and have not love, I am like sounding brass or a loud tongued bell. And if I have a prophet's power and have knowledge of all secret things, and if I have all faith by which mountains may be moved from their place, but have not love, I am nothing. And if I give all my goods to the poor, and if I give my body to be burned, but not have love, but have not love, it is of no profit. So you see, love should be the motivating factor for us 
in whatever we are doing, not competition or comparison with others or comparison with what other people are doing. When we love people, you find out you don't compete with them. When you are helping people for the use of being helpful, for the purpose of being helpful, you find out the competition, the strain would not be there. If I'm in church and I'm trying to help out, to be of service, not to show that I can do this, I can do that, there will be no ill feeling, there will be no hurt. Even if people misunderstand me or malign me, I will not feel too bad because my first intention was not to be praised. My first intention was to be of good help. It's not about the amount of work I do that really matters. It is the motivation. Why am I doing it? Am I doing it to help? Am I doing it to assist? Am I sacrificing myself to be of good use? I believe that if we have this mindset, then these traits of character that Laodicea is mentioned with as envy and the rest of them, which are evils that come when we compare ourselves with others will not find their place in us if love dwells in our hearts. So I really pray that by God's grace, we will take a hold of Christ's own garment, which is a garment of lowliness, learn of him of meekness, which is why this is why Jesus himself was able to succeed. He wasn't here to show his powers, to show how mighty he is. He wasn't here primarily to prove that he is just God. He came down to earth to help us to sacrifice himself, to be of good uh, help to us in our time of need. So all that he had did not prove a hindrance to him. All that God had blessed him with was not an obstacle. The powers, the intelligence, the knowledge of our sins was not even used to crash us, to condemn us, to make us feel uh, dirty. No. All the knowledge he had, all the blessings that God gave to him to give to us helped him so that because he had a pure motive, he wanted to help us. So I pray that as we have this motive in our day-to-day work, we'll be healed of this disease, of this state of being Laodicea. May this be our experience in Jesus' name. Amen. Another way in which Laodicea expresses or reveals his self-righteous nature is in his outright rejection of the law and the word of God. I have once met someone who I know grew up in a family of Christians and this is what is happening to the world generally, not necessarily Christians. But because of the way the world is presently, some you see, since the industrial revolution and now things have changed, we are going to the computer age and things have become more technologically uh, vast as in the world today is now achieving so much i mean men have gone to the moon we're having satellites out there that are good looking into the space we have telescopes from here on earth that are looking into other galaxies these are things that have not been achieved before we're having so many gadgets around us that is helping us to do things that we couldn't have done before look at communication for example you can speak to someone that is on from one end of the earth to the other just in a few seconds and we communicate with one another these are things that could not be done before in the days of laodicea there has been these technological advancements and scientific discoveries 
that makes Laodicea think that he has need of nothing. I was telling the story before. I know someone who grew up in a family of Christians who because later on in life he started to, like, say, like we say, make it, was getting a lot of money and feeling financially stable. And one day he told me, do you know that Christianity is for the poor? Do you know that if people were financially stable, they would have no need of God? And as I remember that story, and I look at Revelation 3 verse 17, I can hear the same statements made by Laodicea. I'm rich and increased with goods and have need of nothing. Whereas this person, as I'm acquainted with him, feels that there should be no barriers in his life. Partying, I mean, engaging in all kinds of sins. I don't really need to delineate them. But what really struck me was this person is someone I'm very acquainted with who I know didn't have this view before but was now telling me this thing and I was really surprised that this statement would come out of his mouth and then I understood like he was saying that because he is financially stable he understands that he does not need God and was later telling me do you think it's only Christians that will make it to heaven of course I'm not saying it's only Christians but the question was being asked in the manner that I don't need to practice Christianity or the, follow the precepts of the word of God not, not just Christianity now follow the precepts of the word of God before I'm considered someone in the kingdom of God and that's the thing with Laodicea they are not saying they are not Christians remember they are still looking forward to the kingdom of God even in the state that they are in justifying so many evils changing the word of god and making it to look like it is not meaning what it says removing the force from it and yet claiming that they will still be in the kingdom of god while they are in that state remember yesterday i mentioned they are in the middle they are lukewarm they call those who exceed whatever they are doing they call them fanatics and extremists and those who are below them they make them look as if they are not worthy to be in the kingdom of god and those who are below sees so much in common with Laodicea and they feel like what's the point coming up to Laodicea and the ones who they call fanatics feel intimidated and feel maybe I need to be like Laodicea and that's why we read yesterday that Satan uses Laodicea to do a work that cannot be done by any other person because through Laodicea he converts both the hot and the cold to become lukewarm like himself. Laodicea is boasting. Laodicea is not intimidated. Laodicea is not feeling bad about himself. He doesn't have inferiority complex. Laodicea is cool. He feels good. So those in the hot and cold side, he can make them feel bad about themselves and bring them down to his level. And that's the problem with Laodicea. It is that self-righteousness. And we all are engaged in these things. We We are inside it. We have this spirit of Laodicea and we need to be cured from it. The cure for Laodicea, like I've said before, starts with acknowledging your wretchedness, miserable nature, your, your poverty, your blindness and your nakedness. That is the beginning. Agree that you have departed from the word of God. Agree with God that you need a change in your life. From there, Jesus can then tell you the next step. And I pray that we will at least through this devotion search our hearts and even if you cannot understand how say yes i am poor yes i am blind i'm wretched i'm miserable i'm poor i'm naked 
and let God open your eyes to see how miserable you are and how wretched and how poor and blind that you are. By faith agree and then he will show you. But if you say to yourself like the Pharisees, you see Laodicea and the Pharisees have a lot in common because they were the ones who said, we are not blind. And Jesus said to them, since you say you are not blind, since you say you can see, your blindness will remain with you. And that is what Laodicea's danger is. If they insist that they are fine, then they will remain the way they are. I remember there was a place where someone come, Ellen White commented on it and said, what greater deception can one have than to be all wrong and think that they are all right? That is Laodicea's condition. And I pray that God will bring us out of this greatest deception where you think that you are all right, whereas you are all wrong. Amen. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for speaking to us this morning and redressing us, telling us where we need to acknowledge our problem. Dear Lord, the truth is that it's hard sometimes to see ourselves when we read, when we study, and when we speak. It's hard and because of the shame or because of our own pride too so many difficulties in our mind lord we are not raising ourselves up before you to say there is no sin in us we only pray father please open our eyes to see our weakness lord help us to know where we have gone wrong may your spirit please search our hearts and also give us the hope the grace to know that you can remedy all these things from us. Lord, I pray for everyone who is listening and who has listened to that you would direct our minds to know where and what we have to do to be healed. We thank you that you are not a hopeless preacher. Thank you you are not someone who just talks and then leaves us in our confusion. So I pray may these words bring healing to our minds today and direct us. Lord, in our going out and in our coming in today, bless us grant us your wisdom help us to be lowly and meek and gentle like our master jesus when the enemy comes to tempt us with pride evil surmising hatred and all these things that are not of your character since you have bought us lord please help us to resist him and represent you well thank you father for blessing us today we pray in jesus name amen